Where do you sleep, Jamie? Is exactly where do you sleep? In my bed. Yeah, yeah, me too. They're great, aren't they? Yeah. Beds. Today's show is sponsored by Beds. It's good to have something to fall back on. Welcome to episode 15 of Finding Funnies with me, Steve Royal. And myself, Jamie Sutherland. Oh, you sounded fed up already there. It's not. I, there you, was do, a... do, you don't let, don't let, can we forget about Everton just for the sake of the next 45 minutes? Okay. Don't yeah. say 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's really difficult. Flashbacks. <laughs> We've had a difficult 40. We've had a lot of difficult 45 minutes. I know. Oh, dear. Shall I tell you what we've got on the show today? Please. Oh, well, I, I said don't mention Everton, but I, I'm I'm going to try and give you... Just, set, can just, just interrupt and say it's yeah, not over yet. We're, oh, we've no. still got two no, games look, to go. Listen, that, there's optimism, been... mate. There's optimism in the form of Leeds and Burnley, so don't you worry. By the time this goes out, it may, you know, but by some people listening to this at the weekend... They may already know that you, oh, yeah. you're safe or not. Oh, thank That's you. That's the excitement of hearing this right now. But as you are my Evertonian friend, I've got a little thing called Toffee Treats. Oh, nice. That's I've got a... Toffee Treats and it's... It, I, well, I'll tell you later on. It's basically other things you could be doing if it all goes wrong. Okay, just a, just a little... I want to maintain some optimism in your life. That's all it is, Jamie. All right. Uh, I've got some other animal facts because we went down last week. I have so as well. Some, have you, oh, have you? Yeah. Even better. I've also got my royal proclamation to do with visiting the highest point, well, one of the highest points in Lancashire Ooh, nice. this week. And uh, something that sprung to mind this week was who decided that feature. A feature called who decided, who decided that? Who Decided that, and that's a little new feature. Oh. Plus all the usual stuff, of course. And uh, I dare say you'll be whinging about something. Well, I have got a whinge, and yeah, I think I, I think this will be. I think I'm not on my own with this one. Yeah, it is the the emergence of when I went to Blackpool and it's, yeah. and and other towns as well. It happened in Salford as well. It is the emergence of the car park pay by app. But oh, it, but it's not yeah. just one app, is it? No, they don't just yeah. have. And you see. Unified. It's not unified yet, is it? You've so got you've less got than three. And it, it always seems to be in a place that doesn't even have any more than 3G. Mm. And you're trying to download this app. <laughs> trying to, you're just trying to wake it. And you're thinking, you're that desperate. You want to park. And it's just a, a skanky little sign. And it's going, can I have your credit card information? And you give it. You're just giving your credit card. And you're thinking, who are they? And I, every time you read it, you go, I've got that one. And you haven't. You, it'll say something like... Pay park and you go. I've got pay park and you go. Hang on, no, I've got park pay. Yeah, I've got park pay. I've, I've got, got pay, pay near pay, park. Pay near park. Park near park. Big. It's all. So me. the emergence yeah. of this needs to be. I think there yeah, needs to I be. Yeah, it just needs uh, absolutely. Sometimes monopolies are good, is what we're saying, aren't they? Be good if they could just, like you say, just unify it and we just all accept. Do what? Having said that, hey, well, whisper this because this could be a we could be on a gold mine here. We have a unifying app. We get in touch with all those companies, right? Oh, yeah. And we are the ones who do the ult app. Ultra Park. Got the name for it already. Yeah. So we start now, Ultra Park. And I'll be honest with you, this is a. I think this might be our last ever podcast because I don't we're going to ever need. I don't think we we'll need to work. We're going to be millionaires. Again. We'll be just this time next week. Like you'll, Dragon's own, Dead. you'll have bought Everton. 
things will be looking up. Dry- so that's my moan of the week. That's my gripe. So if that's affected you, then let us know. If you've got any weird apps that you've had to sign in to park your car or anything, you know, just let us know. Well, should I cheer you up then? Hmm. Should we start off with cheering you up? And and the reason, the reason obviously, because of Everton going through this very difficult pit patch, I thought I'd try and just improve your mood with these toffee treats. Now these are other Should we sports. Just give people a bit of background as to what I do. I'm not just an oh Everton. yeah, so yeah, I am an Evertonian, yeah. but I am also the but there's uh, work day. involved as well here, isn't there? I am the match day MC at Everton, doing pre yeah. and post match interviews in hospitality. So. I sort of feel the mood, especially when I have to go on after the game and do chats and stuff. So, you know. I mean, we've all had difficult gigs, but to go into a room full of football fans who've just been beaten, and how many times have you been beaten this year at Goodison? Well, we've had uh, disappointing results. A lot of di- what I would say, though, the fans are excellent with us after yeah. the game. They are. As, you know, there's, only, there's a line as to what you can do. Similar to me on Britain's Got Talent, there's a time where people do need a laugh. Don't they? And I suppose straight after that is when... Uplifting. Uplifting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this week, if it does all go wrong, maybe your final (laughs) speech to those Evertonians can be suggesting other sports they can adopt instead of football. Okay. So that's what I've gone for. Now, there are obvious ones on this list. Things like... that. I said that I'd not actually made my list because I thought they're a bit too obvious and you've... I'll just throw, throw some throw some by a straight away. Pea shooting, for example. Oh, you know, pea shooting is a standard pea. You know, well, not a, a standard pea. A normal hard peas in a pea shooter. But these there's just proper tournaments take place. Used to have proper that, pea um, shooters, and they have like a little ice, you know, a little uh, gauge on the end, of it so they know the a sight. It's not, not like a sight. It's like a weight, so they can. Uh, so it's oh it, it, it yeah yeah like yeah. Adjust, but like you know the all the apparatus here, bow and arrow. You watch yeah. Robin Hood. And they add weights onto them. Yeah, Rob, Robin Hood in a bow and arrow just pulls it back. It's yeah. standing it up, out the back like that. That little sweeping motion from yeah. the back. Forward, in. Right? Yeah. Modern bow and arrows, is, oh, it's a very complex instrument, isn't it? Cheating. And that's what I think it is as well, to Cheating, be fair. Cheating, all Absolutely. that sort of stuff. Just have um, a bow and an arrow and shoot you. Of these quick ones, and I'm going to give you a choice of five of five sports, right? Brilliant. But just before that, like a preliminary, if you like, of choice of these three, which of these would you like to take part in? The pea shooting, cherry spitting, cherry pip spitting, right? Or you could take ch- ch- part in the world's longest race, the Shri Chinmoy Self-Transcendence 3,100-mile race. Wow. It's 52 days, 59.6 miles per day, and it takes place in New York City. Having a bit of that? Sounds sounds hard work, doesn't it? <laughs> right, should I give you the ones I want you to choose from then? Yes, please. Okay, so the first one, and now I thought I'd use instantly because your wife is quite a Little thing, isn't she really, your wife? You can she's, say. Very, she's thin. She's yeah. not. There's not much to her. Right. Just say that, right? No offence to the lovely Vicky. Not much to her, right? She's perfect for wife carrying. I couldn't cope. What do you mean you couldn't cope? You... No, I'm not doing it. How long's the course? What is it? You, yeah, but she's. At the, you don't have to have a conversation while you're carrying her. Oh right. Can you turn them around <laughs> and face <laughs> them the other way? That's the decider. Yeah, I mean it's like. In many respects, the way they're carried, it looks very wrong. Is it like a rucksack situation? Yes. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. If you're the carrier, 
is a lot more pleasant than being the carrie. I hope, but where is it? You wouldn't want to be it? in her position, basically. You know, when you you see the modern fathers now, is it a papoose? Yeah, when they carry them on. Oh the, yeah, with it, all the I, I, all, used to have yeah. one, I could never work it out. It's the same as but I could never put. I think they only do. It, I think they do it once just to get the picture and just yeah. think it's all all dreamy, and then once you're covered in sick, you know. <laughs> You know, and it's I think the same with prams. Prams were always like that. Well, I remember we had one pram, and Janet would just go, one like with the baby in her hand. She'd pick the baby up, that'd be in one hand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she'd just go, what, like a little flick of the foot, and it, and it just claps. And I'd do it, and I'd be, baby, I'd have to put baby down in the road. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd have to like, leave the baby on the foot, but both arms are chugging it and. Technique, it's all in the technique, mate. So wife carrying, I'll just give you a little bit of background on it, okay? Wife carrying contests can be found all the contests can be found all over the world, from Kazakhstan to Finland. Uh, basically, there's one in America that I think you might be interested in. You might consider this one. the The prize is you win your wife's weight in beer plus five times her weight in cash. Now that's where the having a, a lightweight wife like you, you'd be getting three right? cans. I'd I'd put stuff in her pockets just to bulk up your winnings yeah. if I were you, right? Or right, so that's uh, is that that one? Oh, there's a risk involved. Obviously, it says here this this is where it got a bit graphic. There's a disclaimer on the website for the wife carrying championships in Finland. Yeah, and it says just to be warned, you may suffer any of the following. Slipped disc, broken legs and arms, spinal damage, facial injuries, skull fracture, hernias, and other sundry injuries and illnesses. Yeah, these are, uh, potentially what, including death. What I would say is all those injuries are, if you drop your wife, what she'll do to you. <laughs> fair point. Absolutely fair point. But it would put you in prime position for the next competition you could enter. What I would say, though, is that when they say you win your wife's weight in beer and all that, I think it mm. should be like horse racing. You know, where... Handicap. Yeah. Yeah, I think you could handicap your wife. <laughs> because wrong, there's got to be something to do with your weight. Yeah. As the carrier. You should have... Yeah, you, they should make... Like I, a percentage. That, I bet there are some wife-carrying competitions. I mean, if it's this far advanced, it's been going for years, this. Uh, maybe there is somewhere they have to wear they have to wear a little rucksack with a with weights so in you're all just doing so, it equal. so everyone's carrying the same size wife yeah I'd love to see someone just put real, you know with a big wife we need to YouTube I mean, that a beat. man to, carries big wife like Frankie the Tory carrying a horse yeah <laughs> the other way around but you could enter the second competition here oh yeah if your wife had beaten you up at the result of the world wife carrying it's the world gurning world, world is that championship. still going still goes it's set in Egremont you know it's been not too to far Egremont. from here I've been to Egremont yeah in Egremont in up Cumbria. In, in Cumbria well that's where the Egremont Crab Fair established do you know how long it's been going gurning go on have a guess what year gurning started the gurning cut championship three, started three or four hundred years three or four keep going mate 1267 was the first one. It started in 1267. What is isn't it? Can you gain? Well, uh, what is the well, perfect game? Well, it actually says here, gurn is an English term referring to a facial expression featuring a lower jaw protrusion. So I think, so you've got to push your lower jaw out yeah. and then your lip. But when these guys, we put the whole... I mean, I consider myself, I've got very flexible cheeks. I've put ping pong balls in there in my act, don't I? But these guys, you can get the bottom lip over the nose. Do you think it, it helps if you've got no teeth? 
Well, it's the less. Than, I, I'm pretty certain it does. I'm pretty sure it does because there's not. The, you must have more. The UHF. Who get that jaw? It's an. Some people have an overbite, don't they? And I think once you start doing it, it's an underbite. If you become a professional gainer, there's that. There's always that risk that it'll stick. And the wind changes. Your, if it does, your it, the wind. face will stay. I always remember an episode of what was it? I'm trying to think which. It was something like um, Rupert the Bear or something like that. Years ago, stick these things stick with you from childhood, don't they? Yes. Yeah. And it, oh, it might have been Magic Faraway Tree or something like that, one, an Eeny Biting kind of story, where someone pulled a funny face, like maybe Gurning, and the wind changed direction. And it stuck. And the only way they could get the face back to normal, they had to find some wind from... The opposite the, direction. The, the, from, from, from before. Do you know what I mean? Oh, okay. So where, 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 where would they find the wind? It's genius know. this when you look at it. Yeah. In the sail of a little sailboat that had been going down the river. So this little lad had a little toy set. I can't remember. What, I've got to look that up. It's definitely an Eeny Blyton story now. Right, okay. So the sailboat had gone past. So they had but to run down the river wind. and then get the sail because that's got that old wind in it, right? And there's, I don't know, push it over his face and bing, back to normal again. Right. So, the, so I think you'd be good. Have a go. You, uh, you let me. <laughs> that's, that's more step two and son. <laughs> you look like step two. It was my first impression I used to do as a kid. Step toe? I used to, used to yeah. What was I, his name? Done it. What was I, his I name? Think was called, oh, Henry, Harry Corbett's the main guy. And it's Will Bramlow. No, Bramlow. his character name. He was called... You dirty old man. <laughs> you dirty old man. And then he goes... Harold, that's his name. No, he's Harold, isn't he? Oh, okay. He's just a dirty old man. <laughs> who, who, what was his? <laughs> he's he stepped with it because he stepped with his son. Yeah. So he's what's his first name? Frank. Well, we don't know. Frank stepped. Oh, we'll have to God, go look that up. Go look that up. Uh, anyway, um, we lost me track there. But so. so uh, Gurning contest contestants at the fair compete for prizes by putting their face through a horse collar. That's the other bit we've got to mention. You have that big horse collar, don't you? Uh, oh, sorry. I don't know right. what the relevance of that is, but you put your face in that. And then you put your face. Just like framing it. Yeah. Uh, so, your I like wife, that wife Canyon, Gurning, are you, which are you going for? Gurning so far? Just Gurning. I think you'd be, yeah. You're going, you're, now this one, I could see you doing this. I reckon you'd be better than you think. Yeah. The, 17th Street High Heel Race. It's been cro- the, the motto of this place is crossing the line since 1986, right? It's in Washington, D.C. During this race, hundreds of drag queens in costume compete to see who can make it first down the historic 17th Street Northwest. I couldn't do that. Have you ever, have you, in all seriousness, I'm not for, for pleasure or for purpose. I, I'm not good with balancing. I've, heels. Have you worn heels? No. Very rarely, on on odd occasions, I've had to do them. Even in pantomime, sometimes they give you what they call a walk, you know, the walk down costume at the end of the show. Yeah. So at the end of the pantomime, you've got your big, you're using gold or glittery stuff, and you come down and do all the bows at the end. And sometimes they give me something with a little bit, probably like a one, two inch heel. And you can't cope. Oh, it's. I cack myself, haven't it? Because you have to walk down steps as well, don't you? Yeah, It's yeah, always yeah. a staircase. You appear at the top. And in fact, someone has a clip of me tumbling. Because um, oh, I had to video me as I did it once, and I come in going, "Hey, are you kidding?" Wolf, and I thought proper went, <laughs> went, and then kept back up and styled it out. If you like, 
Right, so you're not into that Couldn't one. Couldn't do that one. We'll have one oh, more, because right. we've got loads to right. get to. Okay, you've got, got probably got, too well, many. Got two more. You've you got the Underwater Hockey World Championships. Right, Underwater Hockey was actually invented by the British Navy as a way to keep the divers in ship shape. Today, the fitness routine has turned... Uh, 20 different countries compete in it. You basically play underwater, six players on each team, they're outfitted with diving masks, snorkels, and a small stick to hit the puck with. So that's underwater hockey. Hard. Right. Or finally... World Tour Wrestling Championships. I could do that. Tour, have you, I, I thought this, that when I put this one, I thought this is the one you're going to go for. Yeah, for some reason, I thought, I bet you've got a chunky toe. Got long, you look like a man who's got a chunky... A long... A long toe. A long you? toe. Long you do toe. Go battle with that wasn't long he, toe. Wasn't he, wasn't he with Lone Ranger? Long toe. Yeah, I'm sure it's long toe. <laughs> oh, Tonto. Oh, right. Tonto. You didn't pick up on that, did you? No. You really Sorry. need to listen more. You really need to. Uh, so, so is that what you're going for? I think I'll go for the world toe wrestling. I was going to ask for a demonstration for the benefit of the camera. Maybe we'll do that another time. Okay. Anyway, what have you brought to the table? What have I? Well, do you know, it's funny because I was out with a. Um, I want to talk about uh, bees, honeybees. Yeah. I was at an event on Friday night and there was a farmer. This lady, her name is Helen, and she she was being interviewed. I was I was actually sat with her, mm. and they were expanding the business. They've got three hives, and so they're going to start making selling honey and this that and the other. Mm. And then she started going through. I got stung by a bee the other day, didn't I? Did you? Yeah, Thirty quid for a jar of honey. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's an old panto joke. I was thinking, still still panto mode. But how many jobs do you think that are in the hive? So of all the bees, how many? So they've oh. got different jobs. Did they? What did they? Did they all do? Or they actually? No, you, you get. You are born into a role, so you have an actual role. I seem to think that this is going back to watching B movie. That's exactly like B movie. They do do this, don't they? Yeah, Some who have like more. I don't know what you might well, call got, office work. Well. Do, do they have any accounting like, like adding up when that's in it right? That's enough money for today, lads. Is that a foreman? Do they have a foreman be? Oh, there's bosses. There's definitely really? got, You've got a whole anyway, list here. We've, no, we've got nine. Nine? I'm not going to go through all nine. I just picked, uh, picked out a couple. I thought One that made me laugh and one that I think that me and you'd be good at. Right, go on. So you've got the nurse house bee. You've got the architect. You've got cleaners and honey makers. <laughs> cleaners? You've got one. <laughs> They're very, very clean. Animals or insects or whatever. Yeah. Now, one the one that made me ears pick up was one's called the Undertaker Bee. Oh my word! So bees are very, little very black, little black topper on his. Well, <laughs> the bees. I like the idea. You've it, got to keep. The, does he keep the gold trim? Do yes. You know what I mean, little black top with the gold trim. Well, you've got to keep the hive very, very clean. You see, so they can't have a, a, a rotten, dying, a dead bee there. And his job, the bee's job, the undertaker bee, their job is just they just patrol the bottom of the hive. They can't bring out your dead. Bring and like they that. literally push them out the hive over the ledge, bosh onto the floor, dead, removed. Really? That's their job? Yep, the undertaker Shifting. bee. Just to walk round, pushing it's, the it's, dead It's out. quite literally like the Monty yeah. Python. Bring out your dead... I'm not sad. You will the other be one, soon. The other one, because we've just been talking about a bee plant outside, and you should get a bee plant for your garden. Well, it will be massive. Well, delivery of plants today, yeah, funny enough. Well, yeah. some of them are more 
So be friendly than others. Be, yeah, and the bees love it. So, right, but so one, I think, I think I'd have this job. Do you know what it is that you've got then? What's the one you've you got that's so bee friendly? What's the plant you've got? Do you don't know, know what it is? Mm, you don't know its name? I thought you were going to go really. I'll find Lat- out. I thought you were going to go all Latin on me then. I'll right, find on, out. Carry on. I think the one that, if I was a bee, I'd be, I'd be a drone bee. Right. Yeah, I think drone suits you. Well, drone. The drone bee. Know. Male, lazy. Oh, yeah. Always hungry. And What's fat produces it very... It does mean like drones. That way, it is the same. Produces very little in return. Doesn't make honey, but does eat it. Its job is actually outside the hive. And what it does is it just mates with neighbouring queens. <laughs> right, is that his job? And to spread the healthy genes of the hive. Yeah. That's, that's all that's he does. That's his job, is to spread the good genes of that hive. <laughs> yeah. But I, it, when it gets when it gets out of mating season and into winter, he's not invited back in. Oh, oh, is he not? No, because they they need to well, lock. He's got about his reputation. Shot they need to then, lock down. They, they can't be just sharing the food. With do him. they mate with other bees from other hives? Then is that what you mean? Is, well, it, is his job to like go? Yeah, other well, queens. Well, they won't whistle with the. Yeah. So is he'll it? be looking for un, another queen to mate with. I'm doing that. Can bees wink? I don't know. Because that's how they are now they court. So what do you reckon to that? I'm impressed with that. I, 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 that's particularly the the Undertaker bee. The Undertaker's good, isn't he? Just so, yeah. But what a job! What a job! They should. What they should do is utilize the dead bees instead of chucking them out. Should do. They should just put stick them on a stick and give them to the cleaner bees, and they could use them as like you know, especially <laughs> them because they're quite fluffy, aren't they? Bees like a like little um, scouting No, like a Kendall tickling stick, like you know, oh, yeah, cleaning, yeah, cleaning getting stick. Getting the corners, getting that exactly. They're about much cleaner. If any bees are listening, then um, yeah, bear that in mind. Think about Get that. yourself some little sticks, yeah, little cocktail sticks. You never know the clever bees. If you start leaving cocktail sticks in beehives before you know it, they'll be finding. Cocktail sticks inserted in the rear of, of dead bees, and they'll be lying around little bee tickling sticks. I've got a question for you. Go on. What did you? I saw. I found. I came across something in my uh, cupboard in the kitchen the other day. Yeah. And when you look and think, oh God, right, and it's something I bought whenever it went crazy in lockdown one point zero. Oh right, okay. That yeah. I just bought, and it was a it was a bag of um, Scottish porridge. And what was it? This is because you just thought, right. Well, there was nothing left. And it was like, yeah, okay, yeah, we're going yeah. to be locked down. Shops will be shut. I need everything. to have something. Need to get something. What won't go off? And you were all just limited. And it's so still while there. everyone else is panic buying bog roll and uh, pasta, you thought, I better get some porridge in. And it's still there to this day. You never used it? No. So the, my question to you is is there anything in your house or your kitchen? That you bought, that you still own, but have never used in that moment of madness. Well, you mentioned the porridge oat, but I porridge oats don't tend to get left very long in our house because make a lot of flapjack. Oh, do you? Well, not me personally, but Lucy, right. this one, she's good at making flapjacks. So she'll often on a Sunday afternoon when she's a bit bored, she's come make some flapjacks. Yeah, go on. So she'll get the and use the oats for that. Nice. I'm trying to think of something. Does it have to be specifically left over from? From the lockdown, from the lo- no, because, or, I do, because I do have something. Oh, I've, well, got, can... I've got packets of yeast. I put out a plea during, uh, as, as lots of people did, for flour because we couldn't get bread at the time. 
Seems ridiculous, doesn't it? I know. Seems just incredible. But we couldn't get flour. I, I love me bread, me. And I was missing me loaves. And then, a guy opposite us, lovely Steve, he has an Italian restaurant. And I opened the door one day, and there's this 10 kilogram bag. I mean, like, you know, the sort of thing you'd find in a flour mill. Yeah. And he brought on, it on over. He says, well, it's only going to go off in our place. He says, so we've got to get rid of it. Oh, brilliant. That's neighbourly. Yeah, yeah, so then I've got that, but then I'm going, right, I need yeast now. So then people started sending me uh, certain little sachets of dried yeast. Now, yeast is such a... It, it is a proper minefield when it comes to buying yeast. Sometimes, right, when it comes to buying yeast, you can get it dried. There's... And ex, there's, a, there's two different types of dried one as well. It's quick, quick active. I still don't know this. But the, the crux of all these, no matter what, is you activate the yeast. Yeah. And you know what you add to activate the yeast? What? Lukewarm water. Right. Now, the, you, you see my problem with what this. What temperature's lukewarm? Exactly. This is my point. Every time I've tried to make it's bread... tempered water. Is tempered another phrase? I don't know. I don't know. What is Lukewarm. What do you do? You look at it and go, well, it looks warm. <laughs> it might not be. I've been, you know what I mean, I've been in my swimming pools on holiday and gone, that looks warm. And you jump in, it's blooming freezing. Yeah. You can't Well, look. someone's the most, idea of warm and someone else's is completely different, as, isn't it? It's the same as in a, in um, recipes when they said, add one egg. You've got eggs of different sizes, aren't they? You can yeah. have a huge difference in them. Are you going, that's got to make a difference to the... And since... In fact, here's another, just as a little side, top tip for making Yorkshire puddings, yeah. right? What I do now, and this was Sam from Sam and Mark on the telly. Oh, yeah. He told me how to do this. It's brilliant, right? What you do, you always have to add an egg to your mix when you're making Yorkshire puddings. So put your egg in first and then match all your other ingredients to whatever that. So put it in a, a jar, make a mark where yeah. it goes to. So say put two eggs in, wherever it goes up to, same amount of flour, same amount of milk, and you get perfect Yorkshire puddings every time. Maybe. Because you're not just randomly putting a, an egg that might be a lot smaller than what the ingredients are. Oh, you know what I mean? Yes, yes, get it. Do I you get it. See where I'm coming from I with do. that. I do. So that's the problem with this lukewarm thing. It brings. Have you got more? Have you got more? Because this link, does link me into my next thing that I started to think about this week. Well, no, because well, I, I was thinking of anything you bought because I, I did buy just before lockdown because I put, obviously I bought the flower, but I did buy a suit and two shirts and then obviously never, <laughs> never could never go to a show for the best part of 18 months. And it was a reminder every time I opened the wardrobe yeah. to get something out of this suit and two shirts. You and think that's like, bad? I invested a lot of time into a, a national television programme to go on a tour in June, July. Oh, year. yeah. And that went a bit pear-shaped, didn't it? 18 months later, I finally went on that tour. Do the final to four people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I've invested a lot, if you want my opinion, yeah, fair enough. on that one. Uh, no, the, the, that got me thinking. It was on my list of things. I, I passed a skip. Diverting slightly here. I passed a skip in the road the other day. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, and it was yellow, and I went... They're always yellow, aren't they? Is that now, I know they've got to safety? be seen. Yeah, but there are other colours that are bright. It could be orange. I did, I'm sure there was a female skip company that started years ago with pink skips. I mean, I just imagine that. Right, okay. Just decided to bring out pink, pink skips. And I thought, brilliant, they're changing a bit. But they've seemed to have gone by the by now. And everyone's green. gone back to yellow. Right. I don't know if you have seen a green one, mate. I don't no, know if you have. have. It's probably just gone off. It's, so, it? it's probably I started off yellow. to be thinking, who decided that? Oh, and that oh, was me thinking. Who, decide, who decides what 
lukewarm, lukewarm water in. What is? There must be a temperature. It must be an actual temperature. Well, you can use my kettle. I mean, I'd turn to put my finger and go, well, it feels warmish. Well, my kettle has different temperatures. What? No, that's the only cut. No, does it? You can have That it. was on my list. On my list, I've got, right, I've got kettle, right? Why? Who decided that kettles only boil at, boil, at, at 100 degrees? Because no one really wants boiling hot water. I mean, to make a brew, fair enough, to make a cup of tea. But half the time, you eat the first few sips of your drink, right, are too hot. Well, you also adjust it. You can go from, uh, so like you've got 100%. And then it starts at 60, 70, 80, 90, and I just touch the button as to what I want it to be at. And then I've got a keep warm option. So whatever temperature. So if I chose the 70% one, I just go... Where's your and kettle keep from? Warm. I've never seen one of these kettles. I just click keep warm. And I was keep, discussing this when you go, So that when you go back, 20 minutes later for another brew, it's kept at that... It just fires it back up to keep it at 60, 70. Whatever your preferred choice So you're making is. a coffee, what? Temp- do you, so what's it? It starts at 70, does it? 70. 60. 60, 70, 80. 90. So what, right, give us an example of each thing then. What would you want 60 degrees for? Is that Luke? Oh, that could be lukewarm. Oh, my word. There you, you go. you got a kettle of the future. It's I've only a standard kettle. Yeah, it's not a standard glass. kettle. I have never, ever seen a kettle that does... I've seen toasters that are just... It, Toasters are just. It wasn't nothing flash, I don't think. It is, mate. Honestly, you don't know. Re- you don't realise how special you are. Maybe sometimes. Maybe other people have got one. I'll, I'll, please let us know if you got a flash kettle like it. What make is it? Bosch. Ah, uh, German. German. Is it? Is, is Germany? Bosch. Bosch. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, of course it is. I suppose. Yeah, that's definitely that. That. Oh my. What, 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 do you most ju- use it? Do you, do you boil it mostly? Do you put it straight to 100 degrees? Max every time, Every yeah. time. W- yeah. Would you not do a 90 for you thinking, oh, I want to drink it quick? No, I want no. a quick brew before I'm going out. I should do really, shouldn't I? Because I do make a coffee, and then I have to wait five minutes to let it cool down. Yeah. And I don't want to do it. I could, there's a money-saving tip I could have. Of course it is. You're saving money on your boiling, and you're saving money... Yeah, never thought of that. You fool. I you just rattled through fool. it. Bop, 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 bop. Traffic light colours were the other one. Who decided red, amber, green? I've not looked into this. Worldwide. World, exactly. All over. Yeah. Red, just meaning danger. Now, Someone must have decided I did that. look. I did look this up. Oh, did you? Once again, folks, this is going to be very, very... This is, can I just say, we call finding funnies. Finding education. It's, it's becoming educational, this programme, isn't it? Is this your role proclamation? Uh, no, I've got that to come as well in a oh. minute. I'll do that. Yeah, let me do this. Let me do this about danger. No, just, I was just wondering whether I forgot to do your jingle. All oh, right, no, no, you haven't, no. You're all right, don't worry. Why does red mean danger? So I looked it up. Blood. Right. Well, straight in there, you're right near the, That's the end of this. Listen to the first answers first, because this is genuinely fascinating. Depends on which angle of science you come from right so for example a physicist's answer is that red colors are scattered least by fog or smoke and hence can be seen from furthest away so that's why on posts now this will go in a short while remind me of this because when i do move we roll proclamation it's related to that right? right okay okay another phys- physicist's answer is that that's a difficult word to say when you're drunk as well isn't it Another physicist's answer is that the receptors for red colours in the eye are clustered in the area near the centre where the sharpest images are formed. Don't really get that. Now then, a biologist, on the other hand, 
answers that nature uses red as a warning colour because it stands out most vividly against a green background. Okay. And also, you think about green be- red berries in the winter feeding birds. They can spot them a mile. They can spot them along. And Justin Morehouse told me yesterday that is why robins have a red breast, so they can hide from predators. They, hide, they go into the berry tree. Oh, that's a good... Uh, oh! Uh, I said, well, well what they're not get, the bears like well, the berries? I'm so good. I said, get they in, not get, get pecked a lot. He says, yeah, but it's all the birds in it. Going, get off with me, I'm just hiding. Oh, sorry, mate. There must be a lot of that, wasn't there? Sorry, I didn't see you there. Oh, I've got red breast, I don't know. Right. I'm from that massive bird over there. He's just, quote. told you. There he goes. I warned you. Should have come in here with me. So uh, another answer, this is what you were saying, is that we associate it with red, that is, uh, because it's the colour of fire and blood. Yeah. Right. And it actually says here, maybe this last answer is nearest to the market. We go by the behaviour of elephants who apparently go ballistic when they see the colour red. Elephants do? Yeah. Apparently they do go absolutely bonkers. And it's not universal, as you think, warning signs, that is. Traffic lights, I think they are. But warning signs, you know, the red, you know, if it's no entry, for example, red with a white line. Okay. Not universal in China, right? Obviously, it's red China, isn't it? So red is more of a positive. Their flag. Yeah. So they go for black borders on a yellow background for their signs that signal anything that's dangerous. Right. Interesting to know if we ever go to China. Absolutely. Right. Now, do you want to do me Royal Proclamation? Yeah. All right, then. I I don't mind proclaiming now. There we go. One second, then. There you go. Stevie. I walked up one of the highest points in Lancashire this week, Winter Hill, to be precise. Where the see bit, where my, the, oh, right, well, I'll tell you what window. I could see. What? You know what I could see from the top of there? I could see as far as the local vicinity, as in about, I was going to say 100 yards, not even that, 20 yards. Put it this way, we walked up to the mast. I am not even joking when I tell you this. That mast that you see for miles. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. you land in a plane, I always notice it out there. Airport wind, aircraft window as we come into land in Manchester. You can still see Winter Hill up there behind. If you want to know its exact position, it's just in Bolton, really. Adlington, isn't it? Rivington Pike. Now, you can see it for miles and miles is what I'm saying. This day, I couldn't even see it when I stood next to it. Really? I've, that- got, I've got a picture of me underneath it, and you can see this faint line behind me, and that's the base of it. And then gradually, it was, it was amazing how it happened. I really wish I'd done it as like, a, you know, dressed up as a spoof magician. Yeah. Right, because we were stood there by the pole, and it just suddenly started, the mist started to clear within... Within 30 seconds, I went, shh, you could see all the way at the top. Really? That I would thought, be how good would it be to stood there with nothing Yeah, there? yeah, yeah. And then just spun the camera round to other things, and by the time it got round, you'd gone, da-da! And that it was a really there. good trick. Straight, wouldn't it have been brilliant? So you went for a walk to get the I views. went for a walk for the views, and there was we, we saw nothing. Nothing at all until we got back down. Uh, but what I was going to ask you, uh, yeah. what's the most disappointing view or trip that you've ever been on? Let's, uh, Goodison Park aside, well, there are a lot of disappointing views there. But. I once went to a zoo in <laughs> near in the middle of France, Richelieu, um, where we, was, we were staying. We was, we, Richelieu? We've been staying with friends yes. and stayed there for a, a five days, actually. Yeah. And we went to a zoo to see a giant panda. 
Right. And it was the most disappointing thing I'd ever seen. A giant panda's only five foot six. Well, so not that giant. They're not no. giant, are they? And they oh, were, no, no, but... I, but he was on loan from, like, he was actually on loan from China. They lend them out, don't they? So it's a bit like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, in the transfer window. They lend them out. So this And was he not putting... Was, was he not putting... So there was all this excitement because this bit... This, you know... And I went, five foot six. I said, that's just a panda. <laughs> who gave? Nobody's not, is it? Yeah, but no, who gave? But they're like brown pandas, aren't they? That are littler. Yeah, but giant compared to what? It's not compared a, to the little pandas. Yeah, but it's still it's a giant panda. It's not a giant. But don't panda. say it, oh, they're so selling it. It's bad marketing, that. <laughs> bad marketing. A giant panda. And I was, I was expecting. Whoa! I was expecting King Kong. Funny enough, you mentioned five it. Five foot six. <laughs> there are some people five foot six who'd be glad to be called a giant. Giant. <laughs> I apparently. Again, you'll have to look this up. This was only yesterday on that same walk. Someone was saying to, telling me that Chris Packham, I think it was Justin again, Chris Packham apparently has a theory of just let pandas die. Then why? I know we're all in protecting pandas. He said that they're not supposed to eat bamboo for a start, and that's all they eat now. They become basically, because of the area they live with all this bamboo, they go, hey, that's a nice bit. That's tasty, that. Because it's a bit like us with, you know, with them um, all. You know, basically porridge <laughs> the porridge that you're not you're not eating your porridge no. are you but you know fast foods and all that kind of stuff yeah. you know, we talk about obesity in, in, oh, that's the same with the pandas have got that's why they were giant that's why they're giant they're supposed to be skinny little things <laughs> imagine yeah. that and he says and he was telling me he said uh, he said apparently Chris Packham says just let them die because it's, it's nature and you've got to just let nature go and if they, if they, if they die out then they die out and I said, I said to Justin, I said, yeah, it's easy Sounds to say harsh. that. I said, when it comes to pandas, it's not just black and white. And they're always fighting, aren't they? That were funny. That deserved a better laugh. They're always that. fighting. Yeah. Well, part, part, oh, yeah, we've always got one black eye. Black eyes. Black eyes. Oh, kicking off. So. <laughs> kicking. <laughs> On loan. Oh, dear. How do you, how do you put a loan in? I know, it, you know when you have a, a, a footballer who's on loan? When yeah. they go on loan to the football team, they're not allowed to play against the old Are they not allowed to be viewed by Chinese visitors to I would imagine Rochelle so. yeah. Zoo, whatever it was called? Was it where was it? Richelieu. Richelieu. That wasn't where. The, so, that's just where we were staying. All right, but don't know where, you don't know where the zoo was. No, I'll just just Google giant, giant panda five foot six French giant panda. They're not like they're not into not very fruity, are they? Apparently, you know what I mean. They're not. They're not. Well, they don't, they're difficult to mate, aren't they, Pant? Oh, well, no, there's no, no, I'm not talking from experience. Oh, you've had a go. I've won. Well, I've <laughs> well, always been put off in the past because I thought they were giants. Now I know they're only five foot six. I'm you like, can have a go. <laughs> Got a better chance than I thought I had. Five foot six. Unbelievable. Oh, dear. There must be other, there must be other giant things. There's loads of things in nature. Giant tortoises aren't giant, are they? Giant ants. G- giant ants. Is that a thing? Giant? Not giant ants. They don't. No. Do they have giant ants? No. They'd be terri- they would be terrifying. I wonder what other giants there are that aren't giants. You don't need, some, sometimes you don't need giants. Things like, in fact, you know, I said that I, did, I was going to do some other animal facts. Now might be a nice little uh, point to slip it in because fleas, for example, you don't need a giant flea because you know how high j- fleas can jump? 200 times their own yeah. thing. I saw it on your sheet. Just, uh, oh, all right, I'm hiding my sheet, right? Well, why did you right? show the sheet to me? But do you know what is it, that's the equivalent of? Equivalent of jumping over? Eiffel Tower. Ooh, higher. Big Ben. Oh, Empire, no. 
Big Ben? Bigger than Eiffel Tower? No, Big Ben's an ant. <laughs> oh, Big it's Ben's a, a flea. Panda. It's a flea. He's a panda. Ants don't jump. They don't sleep. Fleas could jump over the Empire State Building. Imagine that. Wow. Imagine just being able to go... That's be great, wouldn't it? It's the landing that's going to take it out of your mind. My knees are shot at the best of times. Wombat poo. Yeah. Right? Wombat poop is cube-shaped. <laughs> it's that one, isn't it? What goes... What? A wombat having a poo because it's... The bum cheeks are going to slap together quicker, aren't they? Because when it's round, it's slow. Oh, right. I mean? The square, come on, square peg in a round hole. The... The anus closes a lot slower, doesn't it? With the, that's why most poos around. So wombat, it must. That <laughs> <laughs> wasn't it. <laughs> it's it's what's known as the wombat clap trap. <laughs> you, clap. Make... Yeah, clap. <laughs> Poop clap trap. Whatever. Oh dear. And final animal fact. Now this will amaze you, and it'll amaze everyone. Right? We'll end, and before we go to our clothing forecast, we'll leave you with this one. So, so just to give it a, a trivia to so all your mates in your pubs or wherever you go to at your school or whatever this week, amaze them with this fact: the number of people bitten by sharks every year is ten times less than the number of people bitten every year by other people in New York City. What? There you go. There you go. I don't so think don't be worried about swimming, right? Be more worried about walking the streets. You're more likely to get bitten walking by another human being walking the streets in New York than you are by going swimming in I the sea. I remember sat having a... Um, we went to Australia. My brother lives in Australia, doesn't he? And we oh, were yeah. just a, an hour north. And, um, a little cafe by the... By the the water by the, the beach, all the kids were on the beach. It was it was great. And the, the fella said, oh, the, uh, the shark alarm went off twice yesterday. And all that. Yeah, but the, my point is, is who went back in after the first one? <laughs> <laughs> At what point does it have to go off twice? <laughs> That's a very good point, isn't it? Twice. You're thinking. It just should go off once. Oh, I'll be gone by now. In fact, Somebody went in and went, yeah, we're clear. Oh, my word. Twice. Oh, no. I'll be off. There's no chance. I didn't know. Have no you been way. in the sea there? Yeah. No. When my brother's pool. I mean, the things I like went that. in the back garden pool. Bit that was safe enough. See, things like that are a bit reassuring, aren't they? That they don't generally attack. And they only do it if they're scared, etc. If I was sat but... having a coffee at the cafe yeah. and a shark walked up and bit me, yeah. I'd be shocked. Yeah. But if I went into his home... Yeah, exactly. ...into the water in Australia... Yeah. ...there's a higher chance of risk, isn't there? Absolutely. So I stayed and I... Yeah, it's the same people who go skydiving. Why Why do that? Why actually risk your life? I've done it once myself. Didn't really enjoy it, I'll be honest with you. Did you not? I love the droppy bit. Yeah. Oh, I'm flying! But I think... Well, it didn't help that the... (laughs) I'll tell you this. The guy who was instructing me says... He says, I'll tap you on the shoulder. And that's when you've got to reach up and you can feel the pull cord there. You you can pull the cord. Right? It's a joke he plays on everyone, isn't it? So he taps on the shoulder. I went like that. (laughs) No cord. No cord at all. Imagine what I'm going through. Plummeting to the earth at whatever speed you're going. Thousand miles an hour. Like that. And he taps me on the shoulder. Tells me to look up. I look up. He's already pulled it. 
little joke for oh, you while you're dicing with death. Nice. Just a little joke. Honest to God, by the time the parachute opened, I was floating down there. I'm just going, I feel, I've just felt really sick. And I basically just went, it was like, <sighs> just collapsed on the floor when I got back. Bloody Horrible. Hell. Anyway, we've reached the end. Let's do the clothing forecast, shall oh, we? We shall, Steve. We shall. Um... It's a nice weekend. It is a beautiful weekend, so shorts are shortening from the west. Linen spells for many in southeastern areas. However, Macintosh across Northern Ireland will become more widespread and even galoshes across the west and then the north with possible fleece woolen cardigans. Layers will reduce in parts of the north and west as the weekend approaches, however, clearing way for brighter fabrics and summer frocks by Sunday. Always a chance of Pacamax, though, with unsettled clothing continuing into next week. Most places can expect graphic tees on the under-30s and cotton sleeves on the more mature. A mix of flouncy and floral, these mainly in the north and west, shoe state light tights restricted to work environments and underwear boxer to negligible and that's your clothing and that's your 45 minute podcast thank you very much see you all next week